We are live. I didn't realize this program was under the thumb of Bruce Mittman, but that's nice to know. I just didn't want him to come in and talk to me about something. Cool. Then I'd be We're like, about to start, and Craig's like, Bruce is outside. What? Let's make sure he walks away. No, he still is. I just wanted to make sure he wasn't coming this way, because then I have to be like, hold on. Tell him to pound, tell that twerp to kick rocks. <laughs> Beat it, shorty. Um, well, hopefully we'll have some uh, fun. Generally, these shows, when we just uh, leave it up to the gearheads to give us some content, are always fun. Um, but we have some stuff to start with. So fire away in the comments if you have any questions for us, topics, whatever you want us to talk about, we'll get to. Uh, but I have some sad news to report from the uh, Patreon Why You Laughing world. Uh-oh. Uh, it, see, it seems like Matt from Rhode Island is uh, no longer with us. Oh, really? He passed away. He died. Oh, no. In a uh, tragic masturbation accident. Oh, no. Well, he, hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't said as much, but uh, let, me, let me throw this at you. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no, it's worse. If I ever ask, like, hey, can you do something? It's much better to say no than go, well... Yeah, I probably could. I can't on Sunday because of this reason. I can't on Monday because of this reason. I can't on Tuesday because of this reason. I can't on Wednesday because of this reason. I was like, just tell me no, for God's sake. Don't shit on my head and expect me to say thank you for the hat. He's a he's a busy boy. Plus, he got a kid on the way. No, I understand. He's very busy. I understand. I hope he can uh, rejoin us soon. I'm sad. I enjoy him on Why Are You Laughing? He hasn't been able to do it. But I guess... I guess what irked me was uh, is not even just his reason, but the way he said it. Like we've joked on the show before about his, uh, you know, hoarding of pornographic videos and uh, links on the dark web and things like that. What well, part of that was a joke? Uh, well, that's right. <laughs> it's shame on me for thinking that because that now he tells me it's a little insulting because I'm like, hey, you want to do why are you laughing this week? And he's like, you know, I'll be busy. Um, categorizing or cataloging. That's the phrase he used. He said, I have to catalog all my videos. Uh, I want to get them in order alphabetically rather than numerically. And uh, <laughs> he's then he, and that, what really annoys me is he says to me, I'm only on Bukaki, so you can imagine my <laughs> workload. And then with the winky kissy face emoji, as if I'm going to find that cute. I find that funny, to be honest. You know, <laughs> so. Uh, you know, wish Matt from Matt from RI on Twitter, a vaulted podcast, wish him all the luck in the world in his, uh, you know, perverted ventures. But we, we soldier on, he's got bigger and better things to do. Apparently we haven't had a while laughing at home in a while. So that's why I like to call vaulted podcast. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's a, you know, I, I, I miss the old, uh, stomping grounds, but this guy's up to his eyeballs in, uh, you know, fucking shit porn jizz yeah. and, and, uh, I don't know, whatever else. <laughs> I sound like a guy that's never had sex in his life. I'm like, what do they? What do you do in those in those videos? <laughs> you know, jizz and uh, panties on the ground. <laughs> Penises are involved. No, is that right? <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. Um, that's true. I'm sure he has a whole category for that. That pervert. Uh, but we soldier on. Hopefully, Matt from Rhode Island uh, recovers swiftly and uh, you know can make it back with us at some point. Isn't this uh, where we're supposed to say he's at some sort of outlandish convention? Right? Why why would that be? I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's a theme when someone can't make it. I don't it. understand. You say that they're at a outlandish no, I always tell exactly what they're doing, like I'm doing with Matt, I've done with you in the past. 
I tell I I'm uh, transparent with the listeners. These people pay good money. I'm not going to bullshit them and cover up for you guys. If you're into these uh, <laughs> sicko little games that you play, where you go to these conventions and you you know whack it to these videos, and if that's what you're going to use it as an excuse, that's what I'm going to tell the people. It seems like Steve's that's what gra- they pay for. Steve's grandma looks like he's he's got a lead on where he's at. Uh, gay conversion camp. <laughs> See, I don't know about that because he said a litany of these videos uh, handle exactly that. I don't think he's uh, closeted in any way. I think he's very open about who he is. He might be. Yeah, that's true. The only question is whose kid is that, I suppose, you know? <laughs> it's Mike Harris. His member would be so tired from all this usage. Yeah, him and his other um, Tampa Just Bay dust Bucks fans. Yeah, could be anyone's yeah. kid. That's true. Who knows? Speaking of women, by the way, <laughs> I don't know who has done what to Craig in his life. I, and I've met Mrs. Craig. Yep. Couldn't be lovelier. So I don't think it's her. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about Bobby and Kyle on this show. Yep. Uh, they broke up recently. Tiger, The Tiger Belly podcast apparently is still soldiering on. But the two hosts, Bobby Lee and Kyle, have broken up. And Craig texts me about this. By saying, sounds like this bitch has a gun to his head. It did. <laughs> I listened to it. Bobby blamed himself. Kalila was weeping. It was a very sad scene. They're still living together. It seems like they, they love each other, but they aren't just in love with each other. And then Craig's like, this dumb fucking whore. She's going to go fuck whoever she wants. And Bobby's like, I'm not going to talk to anyone. I'm not going to do anything. Blah, blah, Bobby blah. said the re- part of the reason they broke up is because he was texting other girls. Yeah. So she was fucking other guys. That's come out. That's proven. It's not proven. Yes, it is. Proven by who? I don't know. Text leaks. <laughs> Text leaks. Yeah. <laughs> He's got something with women, this guy. I don't know what it is. I don't like Kalila. She represents someone in your life. I can't figure out who, but No, I've never had I've never had that happen to me when, when I'm with someone in <laughs> some they, some Filipino woman has wronged Craig they, in some way. <laughs> He's taking it out on Kalila. I've never been with someone that fucks someone else and then stays with me and says, We're broken up, we're staying in the same house. I'm gonna still spend all your money, but you can't talk to anybody else. Hey, it's LA, man. Things are different out and there. And make sure you make it sound like this was your decision or I'm pulling the trigger. I don't trigger. think that's what happened. Folks, go, I've never recommended the Tiger Belly podcast, but go listen if you if you want to figure out what Craig is so riled up about. I, I, I was flabbergasted by it. <laughs> I'm outraged. It's consumed me for days. He's been texting me about it nonstop. <laughs> he said, "That's all I get." Now. But yeah, this show has just become about Matt and Craig. I'm getting what texts from one guy about you know dominatrix whipping some fucking cuck, and the other guy is like, "This fucking slut! How dare she break Bobby's heart?" Never said that, but uh, you know, it's weird that your brain went there. It's like I'm on you know, some horrible MTV reality show or something. Keep dealing with these two. <laughs> yeah, it's Matt. He's in some gimp suit, and I'm just looking at my phone. Can you believe this guy? Yeah. What a show. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of defending women and being real cucks, do you see what LeBron said? Yeah. I don't understand. Is there? Uh, enlighten me here. What am I? What am I missing? That is his point. So, because <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like he's just saying, like, boy, if my if I was in a Russian prison and America didn't get me out, I'd just want to stay. So no, I mean, it, 
it, I took that as him saying she'll just go to like Canada or something. And like, I sort of get what he's saying, actually. Uh, do tell, defend the man. Uh, she couldn't have been more of like an advocate for Biden and all this shit. Like Trump's getting Kodak black and like all these people out of jail for mm-hmm. significantly harsher things. You know, like, Oh, I've said, I've said before, uh, Trump would have gotten her out. Oh, for sure. Too sweet. <laughs> He'd be bragging about it. He'd love it. For sure. That's what I'm, that's exactly my point though. He would make it happen. If I was Trump, I would still make it happen. I'd call Putin. He probably still has a cell number. But like, can you just let this, <laughs> this lady out? Yeah, I don't know enough about uh, you know foreign policy or any of the, any of this horse shit that goes into it, so I can't really say how easy or difficult it would be to get her out. But it is hilarious to be like, you know, Brittany girl, just stay over there because it ain't it ain't too good here. Sure, I've been able to make hundreds of millions of dollars in this country, but mm. a Russian prison seems like the bee's knees. <laughs> no, I, I I took it as a him going because. Um, I think it's been said to death, but if it was LeBron, he wouldn't be there. It would have been back already, you know? So it's like, um, she probably feels, I don't know why, but betrayed, you know? Do we have the actual, let's hear the actual quote, if we have that. Um, I have some. I don't want to put words in his mouth. I have some, like, all all I could see was, like, some weird, um, some weird, like, commercial for it. And he briefly says it in it. I couldn't find the uh, the longer quote. Huh. Can I hear that at least, I guess? Yeah, let me make sure there's no ad on this video I'm about to play, which I'm sure there is. TMZ, don't you screw me. Uh, four seconds, then the ad's done. All right. What the fuck is La- this? Ladies and gentlemen, LeBron James. What the fuck? Hold on. Here it is. Black art. Have you had to explain that ever to collectors? It's not the responsibility of black folks to I use their I don't think this is a, it's a right here. tool. Brittany Griner, she is in Russia. She's been there over 110 days. Now, how can she feel like America has her back? I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America? No, not saying you're going to be twice. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, I wish they didn't chop it up like that, but... I can I I suppose I see what you're saying, but it's also just this disconnect where hey, not even take LeBron out of it. The fact that LeBron makes hundreds of millions of dollars, is wildly famous, can speak his mind whenever he wants, is considered an activist for some reason, even though he just we didn't go to college. He's just a high school graduate that has become like the voice of a generation and a race somehow. Mm. But to take all that out of it, just as civilian, regular civilians. Would you rather be in how many countries than America? Like if you're worried about abortion, there are a lot of countries that are a lot worse. If you're worried about gay marriage, I hate to tell you mm-hmm. what, what the laws are in certain countries. Like go to the Middle East and have, uh, you know, pride parades and shit like that. I don't think it flies there. Go to so Russia. problems in America. But the idea that you would stay somewhere else, particularly a war-torn Russia in prison is a pretty bizarre uh, consolation prize to take. This hurts me to like defend LeBron James here. Like, I think, I think he almost said what he, he meant, but uh, I don't think he meant staying in Russia at all. Right. Yeah. And I understand he's saying, but, but I guess my question would be, where would you go? So the Canada is where you go. I wouldn't. Cause I hate Justin Trudeau more than anybody. Um, but even that uh, is there a, a, a WN or a women's basketball league that, would pay her hundreds of thousands of dollars in Canada. 
Is that how much she's getting? Is that even true? I think it's like 200 grand or something. That's it. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, he, that's it, but the NBA fucking pays. The, the league doesn't make any money. Because the best bet you have at getting home is the United States working out a deal. If you're in Canada, Trudeau's going to be like, you can hang her in the square as long as you don't bomb oh, us. Come on, please give her back. Come on. <laughs> come on. But it's it's amazing. So that's another thing. People bitch about like WNBA salaries and things like that. She makes $200,000 in a league that doesn't make any money. Did you see you the... Uh, <laughs> imagine, imagine if you were getting paid $200,000 by a company that was hemorrhaging money every year and a bigger company was just bailing them out over and over again. Did you see the, uh, the all-star game, the MVP trophy, <laughs> the all-star no. game? It was... It was the saddest trophy I've ever seen in my life. What is it? It, lo- it looked like a two-inch uh, thing you'd get at like a dollar store. It's Lisa Leslie doing a layup. It, dude, it's literally... It <laughs> Almost lo- get grabbing the rim. It has nothing to do with basketball. It looks like Aladdin's lamp, kind of. Interesting. It's so bad. Let me see if I can... Here, ladies, it. wish that you were as talented as the men. Come on, everyone give this a rub. <laughs> WNBA All-Star Trophy. Yeah, it already fills in. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's very, very small. Let me share this for the people. I don't think you can see it, so it'll be for the the gearheads. Yes. By the way, folks, if you want to see that, go to the uh, YouTube page. Our YouTube numbers are too low, quite frankly. Um, so make sure you go to YouTube, subscribe, tap the notification bell. You can find that link as well as our Patreon link, the link to uh, all our the audio versions of the show. Uh, merchandise, all that fun stuff at blindmike.net. So make sure you do that today. Uh, and if you want to sign up to the Patreon, you can find it there, buy some merch. But uh, easier way to support the show is on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all of that. Just, uh, you know, review the show, share it, tell a friend. And uh, that's a free way to support the podcast, if you'd be so kind. <laughs> it's a small carafe to serve their breadwinning husband, Box Eating Dad says. <laughs> That's an like like any of them have husbands. Spock's eating dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 literally slightly bigger than the number on her jersey. This trophy. <laughs> well, they they don't have any money left. <laughs> so, what the fuck? Some, like some, it's uh, Bill Burr. By the way, is a bit about this in his new special. Oh, I meant to watch that. It was good. There were some big laughs. The closer really made me laugh. Um. But other than that, it would be very easy if you're like Kirk or someone that thinks he's just like an old man, get off my lawn type of guy. Mm. Uh, it's definitely easy to make fun of. <laughs> it's a lot of the, uh, he plays a lot of the hits, like a lot of, a lot of the same topics he's covered before, but beating uh, women, it, it's women funny. stink. Yeah, it's would, not bad. I thought he would dive more into the dad stuff. He gets into that a little bit, but that's not, it certainly wasn't my favorite part of it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's hard. Well, it's weird. This is where Bill Burr's gotten to a weird place in his career is I think he loves being a dad and is genuinely very happy in his marriage and with his kids and things like that. Mm-hmm. At least that's the vibe you get from if you ever listen to his podcast or anything. But he's so, you know, the foundation of his stand-up is being angry. It's like getting overly mad at shit and bitching about it. And so I think he's had a hard time like now that he's a ha- at a happier place in his life. I don't think that material comes as naturally to him as it used to, you know? Agree. I agree. And it seems like his major gripes were women where he's done a brilliant job of covering that. 
like the domestic violence stuff that he did is, and he has some stuff in this special that I think really is uh, very funny and original, but a lot of it is like, all right, yeah, Bill, we got it. Like he opens with COVID shit where I would recommend to almost anyone. No more COVID talk. Yeah, we know we got it. Yeah. We all stayed inside for two years and had to wear a mask and we get, we understand the vaccine is it's divisive and half the people say this and the other half say this. That part we got, you know, no one needs to cover that anymore. Right. I agree. Like, and, unless something new happens, you know, or you just have the funniest thing ever said and it happens to be around. Yeah, COVID. And there's even like a thing that we're uh, in Joe List special where I've seen him do it before. So I know it's, it's like written, but he makes it kind of sound like it's off the cuff uh, where he basically says like, whatever you people believe, I agree with you. <laughs> and he talks about being with like his friends that lean one way and just agreeing with them and doing the opposite when he's around his other friends. And it's funny, but eventually that is a thing that 10 other comics will do in a less funny way. And there's just diminishing returns on yeah. it. That sounds more yeah. like a, a political topic rather than a COVID. Kind of, yeah. And well, even with Joe list, it's not even political as much as he's, tying it into his need to please people and his anxiety and shit like that. Right. You know? So if you find a way to do it like that, like we talked with Louie on uh, the latest episode of why are you laughing for you folks out there that want to see that? Um, like Louis CK has a, a bit about airplanes that if you just say like, Oh, this guy does bit of bits about airplanes. You'd be like, Oh, what a hack. But he managed to do it at the time in a way that no one had ever talked about it before. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. That's what you have to do if you're going to do COVID material. All right. All right, Bill Burr. I'm sure you're listening to notes from me. Uh, but overall, it was okay. If you're a Bill Burr fan, check it out. If you've never liked him, this isn't going to turn you on. And if you've never watched him, this isn't the one I would recommend. Put it that way. Really? I don't like that. Yeah. I, yeah, it's I, okay. I, I thought I his last like special or two weren't on par with like his first few. No. And that's what I'm saying. I think he's a, probably at a happier place in life where a lot of that angry material doesn't come as naturally, but he has three or four of the best albums slash specials of all time. In my opinion, let so. it go is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Let it go. You people are all the same. And, uh, I'm sorry. You feel that way. That was the one before let it go. Right. I'm sorry. You feel that way was the black and white Netflix special. Oh, you people are all the same as the one with the blue background. I think that's, yes. that was yeah, the yeah. one. And then let it go. I, that string of three specials was so funny. Yeah. He got an Emmy, by the way. His TV show, which I didn't know existed. <laughs> His TV show? Uh, I guess he did, he did some TV show on Roku that got nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> I shouldn't say he got an Emmy. He got nominated. No shit. I didn't know that. I, I, I thought you were talking about F is for Family for a second. No, I don't know if that ever got nominated, but this Roku show, show did, apparently. Huh. He doesn't Which, by the way, promote it the idea all. that in 15 seasons, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has accumulated zero Emmy nominations is astonishing. I don't know how that's possible. It, it doesn't seem possible. And I, I tweeted something like that last night, and someone was like, I agree, but this season wouldn't be the season to complain about it. I, two reasons I don't agree with that. It's not, it's not Always Sunny's funniest season. Rarely is your 15th season your best. But... Uh, it was still funny. Like I still enjoyed it, which it makes it better than most comedies on television. Like no matter what you think of Ted Lasso, always sunny is a funnier show. I'm shocked. They're still going. Always sunny. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they seem to still enjoy it, I guess. I listen to their podcast, and they all get along still and everything, so I don't know. Maybe they'll just keep doing it until they're out of ideas or sick of it. Yeah, Mike from Providence says Steve Carell never won an Emmy uh, as Michael Scott or for The Office. Really? That's crazy. See, that's amazing because that uh, The Office was like a dog. I know he got nominated all the time. Right. But he was always – so, like, I know there was a run of, like, three or four years – where best actor and a best lead actor in a comedy was uh, Alec Baldwin, Steve Carell, Larry David, I think Don Cheadle for House of Lies, and but but uh, the guy who won it every year was Jim Parsons from The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I think one of those years too. Uh, the other guy from Two and a Half Men won. Uh, John Cryer. See, Two and a Half Men and Big Bang Theory are shows that like. I could watch, but I don't go out of my way to watch. That makes sense. Like, I don't think they're the biggest piles of shit I've ever seen, but it's like, I mean, they're not good. They shouldn't be winning Emmys every year. They shouldn't be the most watched show on television. Well, that's why we but yeah, can't I guess say the, the people that bash them probably go too far in the other direction. Well, that's why we can't say it's not good because it clearly is. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I like, I'm, like my parents, to, my parents love the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it's just not for us. Like if you like HBO comedies, then it's not the Big Bang Theory isn't going to be for you. Right. Like the, I've, I've watched the show with my parents here and there. And there's some things that I was like, oh, that, but I'm never laughing out loud, really. Right. The only I would say the thing that's unfair is uh, when they do like the take the laugh track out. You ever seen those videos on YouTube? Oh, yeah. It's so brutal. <laughs> where they take the laugh track out and it's, but that's brutal. But like, I've seen them do that with Seinfeld and it does it for some reason. It takes something away. I don't know why the energy, the energy, I guess also like that, the long pause, <laughs> it just makes it not seem like a natural conversation. Yeah, exactly. But I also think that, uh, Seinfeld was actually filmed. I don't, I, the, half these shows I don't think are actually filmed in front of people anymore. Right. Uh, there was a show the, that, I mean, Whitney Cummings, uh, not Whitney Cummings, um, uh, the other guy there that talks to underage women before meeting them. Crystal, yeah. Yes. He, uh, was it Undateable? Is that his show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that show, they ended up doing it live. Like, they broadcast the show live, which I, I, thought, that, yeah. I thought was actually kind of cool. Because uh, you would see them crack and fuck up. Yeah, that's only funny so many times, though. It wasn't, it wasn't overly done. So okay. I, I never really got old, but I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> I love the episode of uh, 30 Rock when uh, they, they're doing it live in front of a live audience uh, on the SNL stage. And Tracy Morgan's whole bit that episode is he wants to break on live television. And he had, he, he'll like fake like, he goes, uh-oh, I'm doing something called breaking. <laughs> 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 I have pretty get, much what people started doing on SNL. Like after Jimmy Fallon, they're like, oh, this will get a laugh if I just start laughing. I have to give that show another try. 30 Rock, I think, is maybe one of the best written sitcoms of all time. I definitely have to. Uh, oh, but anyway, the other thing I was going to say, in the last episode of the most recent, recent season of Always Sunny, Charlie Day gives like a tremendous dramatic performance. Oh, really? <laughs> Where like... If it wasn't always sunny, like you might tear up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think the fact that uh, Danny DeVito pulls up eight seconds later really takes you out of it. Or Frank Reynolds, I should say. <laughs> but 
Um, yeah, Charlie Day gives a performance where you're like, fuck, this guy can act. Like, it's, And it's a sad moment. Is it like him realizing what his life's become or something? Um, it has to do with his dad. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. All yeah. right. Jesus. Um, Suburban Tug Time says, I don't know how to explain this, but Craig thinking eh, Big Bang Theory is fine is the least surprising thing ever. Yeah, that's exactly. It's funny that you say that, suburban tug time, because that's exactly what I was trying. I was trying to say that actually without insulting Craig for once, because I get what he's trying to say. I'm not but saying it was also. I, I it don't, seems very Craig. I don't like the show, but I'm saying yeah. I've seen significantly worse. I think that's a, it. The best way to say it is: here's what defines Craig: is comedy tastes are Dane Cook and the Big Bang. Theory. <laughs> that's not. A that's great, what Craig is all about. That's not a great look. <laughs> It's it's easy. It's easy watching. It was maybe the only thing me and Royce disagreed on was Dane Cook. I could tell you didn't want to say that to your new buddy. I said it. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> no, I know, but you're like, we're bonding so much. I'm not going to bring up how much I love Dane Cook. <laughs> I was like, everyone gives him a hard time for no reason. <laughs> he was just because like he fucking sucks. No, he's funny, and everyone was like jealous of his success. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a mix of things with uh, old Dan, I suppose. Uh, by the way, the other thing I wanted to mention, the if the, believe you me, if the clips were great, they would be in your hands uh, two weeks ago. Uh, but they did a surprisingly okay job. Sammy Gravano was on with uh, <laughs> Brendan Schaub and oh, Brian yeah. Callen. Fuck, I completely forgot about that. Which to me seems like, like people... Uh, someone DM'd me, you know, thinking they had a treat, a uh, Christmas morning type gift for me, which I would expect as well. The idea of Brendan Schaub and Sammy Gravano getting together is my ideal podcast. <laughs> I, I had Carl from WATP on the phone saying we need an emergency podcast. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> but uh, no, no, because um, it wasn't Sammy Gravano kind of took over and did most of the talking. I would do the same thing, to be honest. <laughs> they they asked some dumb Question and Brendan has some dumb moments that maybe we can go over at some point, mm -hmm. but it wasn't as glaring as I was hoping for. So maybe we'll do that another day on Patreon or something. But I like I I can only imagine that show goes uh, Sammy looking at Brendan and going, uh, "Yeah, those pants are for girls. I've killed people for less." Like <laughs> it's funny, it goes in that direction. Really, you're saying like this is for girls? So like one of the things. Fuck, do I have to send you the email now? What? <laughs> I feel like we might have to go down this rabbit hole. What, one of the things is like Sammy basically he tells this long story of he was in the hole and Callan asks him like, oh, uh, what, what's being in solitary for six years? I think he was in solitary. And Callan's like, what's that like? It must drive you fucking nuts. And Sammy's big story to tell you what solitary confinement is like. He says, one day uh, my wife came to visit and, you know, I get one visit a month or something like that. And uh, I call the guards because I have to go to the bathroom. And a female guard comes over. And she brings me to the bathroom. And I say to her, I, uh, I, could you go down the hall? I, uh, I don't got to piss. I got to shit. And she says, I'm sorry, Sammy. I can't. I have to stay. Like, it's my job. I have to stay with you. So I had to shit in front of a woman. <laughs> the only time in my life I ever did that. <laughs> And that, that to me, defines what solitary confinement was like. 
<laughs> like Sammy. So the worst part of your your solitary of losing your mind, being solely alone for six and a half years. Sammy's takeaway was like, I don't want to shit in front of a broad. <laughs> I don't want her to hear me fart. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Did he? So there were a lot of moments like that, and then and then oh, the best part was Shab goes, uh, "I'd kill myself." <laughs> <laughs> Someone get him in solitary quickly. <laughs> did um did he sound fine? Because I guess COVID almost killed him. Oh really? Yeah. So I don't know when they recorded this. I think the podcast itself came out like two weeks ago, but um, he seemed fine. Good. Steve's grandma says, yeah, good, good for the bull. <laughs> he says two broke girls is on Craig's sitcom Mount Rushmore. Wonder if he was, Oh, on- he loved it. It was weird. We did, uh, for those of you on the Patreon, um, we did a long time ago, two broke girls. And you know, I tried to have fun making fun of it. Go watch the tape. And Craig's like, no, no, no. These girls are very talented. Actually. We were playing. He, the- goes, wouldn't he-, he-, he keeps, he keeps saying, wouldn't he put a lot of work into this show? I kept, I kept going. Shh. I missed what he said. <laughs> Mike, pipe down. <laughs> forgot we were broadcasting. I forgot we did that. We were doing the uh, how long do they talk? That's not like the, a joke. Or Is there ever be. not a setup or punch? Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I think we might have found one line where they did that. Oh, there was one fucking ridiculous one. Oh, um, <laughs> when she like gave someone cream for her and she's like, that's a true friend or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> do you remember? It was like yes. a serious line, yeah. and we played yeah, it like yeah, yeah, eight hundred yeah, yeah. times. I know, I know over. what you're talking about. Yeah, I forget what it was though. Go to the Patreon, folks. Go find that. It's um, good stuff. Yeah. So that's. I guess here's a good way to present your Big Bang Theory argument: mm-hmm. is they'll at least have like conversations. I think I don't. I've never really watched much of the show. Yep. But I think at least shows like that will have somewhat of a conversation. Where two broke girls, it's like humans don't talk like this correct correct so it's just uncomfortable plus it's it's like strictly all like nerd shit that i don't even understand uh that's it. craig thinks it's a like an intellectual sitcom he's like oh this is highbrow comedy <laughs> don't don't judge craig as a content consumer judge craig as a producer craig produces great content except for vgs <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a patron to VGS. What a dickhead. <laughs> That's how he knows. He's how he, next, he's not, at least you know he's not lying. I don't think he's missed a show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe, listen, I, I've, I've been there. You can't take your eyes off it sometimes, you know? Yeah. yeah. It turns out we found someone who is sponsoring Craig's position on this program. Uh, so, Craig, oh. why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell us about your new friends? Uh, have you been outbid on the perfect house or maybe haven't found the right home? <laughs> there are more homes. Well, I just, I gotta, I gotta interrupt here for a second. Yeah. I just want to say, this is a guy that saw, he was like, who is this? Uh, he doesn't listen to the show or anything. He's a guy, uh, that was kept perusing Twitter and he, as he put it to me, he says he loves TV pitch men in the way of, uh, Billy Mays mm-hmm. and old guys like that. Yeah. And he said, he said, I don't know what this coffee brand was, but I saw a guy Hawking coffee. That's right. On the internet. That's right. And I I have to have him. So he reached out to me and said, I need that voice uh to go along with my product. So I'm sorry, Craig. Please can't, continue. Can't Tell all, us a little more. Can't all be coffee moguls here. <laughs> uh there are more homes coming onto the market every day. Mike, did you know that? That's true. I could I could be interested in getting a home pretty soon. Oh, big news. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm interested. You, you've reeled me in. Tell me more. Uh, then maybe you should contact Jason Gillespie with Lamakia Realty. <laughs> he has access to more homes than what's listed on websites like Zillow and what's on his clients like Best. Uh, homes he has that, more than that? Yeah, he has way more than Oh, my than God. That. I mean, endless Rolodex of homes from what it sounds like here. Uh, okay. He has homes that aren't even listed yet, Mike. My goodness gracious. To learn more about these opportunities, give him a call politely at 781-690-3308. You can also follow him on Facebook at Jason Gillespie Realtor and at Lamakia Realty and go to, uh, to get monthly real estate updates. Just email him at jgillespie at lamakiarealty.com. By the way, I think I thought one of the best questions we got today was um, who who dies first on VGS? I did see that. That got a lot of likes, and I didn't like that. And I got to tell you, I think my answer might surprise people. I got an answer, I think. Um, I think easily, Matt. I don't think so. I, I really do. I think, And I'll, I'll give you my reasons and tell me if you disagree. Well, you know, it's not going out on a limb saying that guy that's grotesquely overweight is going to die early. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Matt will... I I... I I said that backwards. I apologize. I think Matt will live the longest. So do I. Uh, and I'll tell you why. I think uh, Tom will die from irrelevance. There's not enough people know he exists. Box Eating Dad says Tim has cancer. He's an easy number one. Is it Tim? Yeah. Yeah. So Tim, Tim's gone because people will, like when he's in line at Dunkin' Donuts, they don't even think to serve him. It's how irrelevant the guy. You forget he's even there. The whole chat's hoping he dies first. <laughs> I, well, who would notice? Well, the, fu- the funny thing is, is everyone thinks he's um, uh, a gay slow person with AIDS because next to the three of us, he looks like he has cancer. If you told me whenever the last time I was on with you guys, when uh, Tim was in the room, I got to I got to defend him. That was his first day. <laughs> well, that's why I have no, I have no issue with that. Mm-hmm. But if you told me he died nine minutes later. I'd believe I'd have no way to dispute you. I'd, I would fully believe it. I have no, no other evidence that he lived beyond that. <laughs> so he's already gone. I think Mike, unless he gets into therapy, kills himself in the next six to eight months. I see. I think he dies first easily. And I think it's uh, a stress. By his own hand. I no, think. no, I think there's too a, many guns at his disposal. I think it's a stress induced heart attack. Uh, I'll get, that's also possible, but that's along the same theme. That's still a form of killing himself. <laughs> I wish you I know? could, I wish I could forget Tim was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, has he started talking? No, this is that kid that hates the show, but knows everything about it. No, but that, I'm saying is, uh, has Tim started talking on the show more? Oh yeah. No, everyone loved them until he called the whole chat virgins the other day. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good tact. Insult the uh, the listeners you have. Well, they're very mean. The whole show. It's very funny. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Mike kills himself, or uh, you know, just seizes up and dies. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Craig, I think in some in some attempt to get away from his family, I think that's when Craig dies. <laughs> and that's when I think all, I, all of his lies are exposed. Like his poor wife thinks he's out on these. I, I'm certain he tells her that the Wilbur is work. No. Like, oh, I got a, I got a gig this weekend. I got a big job. I know. You're like, uh, I have two kids and a wife. 
I heard you the other day. You're like, oh, he's got the Wilbur. Yeah, by the way, blah, are you blah, ready blah. for the big show this you're week? I hope you're not too nervous. I'm going to the Wilbur. And then the next day, I can't be like, hi, wife and kids. I'm also going to go two states away and record shows now. Well, that's my point. Prioritizing is my point. The Wilbur. I, this guy has to perform at the Wilbur. Only he's got had, a big uh, monologue. Only had tickets for the last decade and a half to it. It's finally coming. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Um, <laughs> I did enjoy saying that, though. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. Did you also enjoy? Did you I'm also a little nervous for the Wilbur? <laughs> did you also enjoy on uh, on Men's Show when you were like, uh, uh, honestly, like, who the fuck else am I going to get that has this much time to do the show? I, it's you know what's funny is I meant that as a, people pointed. So, someone said I buried you for saying. Dude, <laughs> by saying Bueller that. was fucking furious. He kept saying Mike crushed you, and I was like, it's what? very funny. In my mind, that's how, this is how uh, shitty I am to people. That I, in my mind, that was I was paying him a compliment. That was the worst compliment I've ever got. I prefer Matt. But, but don't don't you feel was, good? <laughs> well, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm I, I was uh, very hurt that Matt has put his masturbatory habits over this program. That, that hurts my feelings. Mm -hmm. But my point was, I say you, you know, you bitch about crap. I should have said it this way. For those of you that bitch about Craig, who would be willing to put in the amount of time that Craig has to do this show? Find someone. Yeah, that part I understood. It was that, you know, I obviously prefer Matt to do it. It's <laughs> fine. Get a fucking, get a, uh, you know, a Down syndrome ape to do it. Is that what you want, people? <laughs> I am so good at making these remote shows sound good. Good <laughs> luck, sir. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I didn't mean it as an insult. <laughs> That's even funnier. I meant it is the highest compliment. <laughs> Mike's compliment. You want from it, people. <laughs> Steve's grandma says Mike's compliments to Craig are always backhanded. <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. I think he does a tremendous job for someone of his intelligence. I'd level. much rather backhanded compliments than whatever you're about to say. Don't do it. <laughs> as, as, uh, as Jim Halper once said, let me put it this way. Craig does exactly the job I would think someone like him was capable of doing in a position like that. See, guys, he didn't mean anything mean by it. <laughs> Are they talking about Matt and Tim having sex now? Oh, yeah. So I think uh, Craig dies in one of his weekend getaways where he's running away from his family. I go away with them on weekends to Storyland <laughs> and shit. And I think Matt, I'll tell you, I think Matt finds a, a lady, a nice lady. He settles down. He, he starts to eat better. Uh, he gets happier. These are I literally the, the, the same thoughts I had when I saw this question. I think this, this, this is the trajectory that Matt is on. <laughs> I think but maybe, so. maybe it's not a good question because I think everyone knows that. The, the Mike thing, everyone is like, he'll be dead very soon. I think Mike dies, then Tim, then me, then Matt. Matt outlives us all. Yeah, is Tim even alive still? Though is the real question. You know, he just got he just had sex for the first time in a while and got ghosted shortly after, so he's not doing great. <laughs> At least he had sex, pal. You know, it's, but he he was with a girl for a while. Dude's got a giant hammer. We've we've talked about it before. In he was that. with her for a while. Not this one. Not this one. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So he's so off, was a he was off a breakup and he didn't feel like dealing with women anymore. We all understand that. And then sure. uh, he finally got back on it and. Uh, didn't go well. <laughs> oh, by the way, isn't that what you want from a rebound? You have sex with her once and then you don't hear from her anymore. That's a good thing in a way. Yeah, but then I think he had sex and was like, oh, this is fun. I forgot. 
I'm in love. And I was like, where'd she go? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hopefully it all works out for Tim. We all wish Tim the best. <laughs> uh, so let's get to these Patreon questions, for God's sake. <laughs> the better question is, how long before Matt has to go on an oxygen tank and a rascal scooter? See, I don't think that's going to happen. I think I'm telling you. I, I think, think he's he, going to turn things around. It's going to be like season six Vito from The Sopranos. Oh, you think he's going that route? Well, he just loses weight like crazy, and you're like, whoa, look at this guy. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think he's going to get killed for being gay. No. Okay, all right. I was going to say, that's not how I remember things ending for old Vito. No, no, no. I meant, I meant, I meant appearance-wise. Okay, I got you. That'd be wicked fucking funny. Tim just, how is that not the thing you thought I would think of? I, I don't know. Tim just kills him by ramming a... Uh, Give him the pool cue up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, let's get to these Patreon questions. <laughs> Block seating dad. No homo, but I think it's kind of funny to imagine Matt begging to get his titties sucked and the girl never talks to him again. <laughs> That's very interesting. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Patreon questions. Um, so let's see. Uh, whoop, shit. It reloaded. My fault. My fault. Oh God. I know. See, see guys, why am I here, right? <laughs> uh, a little over two years ago, Kirk kicked you out of the studio for an oh, episode. Hold on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on one second. I'll throw another compliment at Craig, because now I feel bad. <laughs> That's why I need a, this is why I need a co-host, by the way. Relax. Because if Craig is here, the, here to be the punching bag, I feel too, I feel bad too often when I make fun of him. Don't. I need another guy to also beat up on him so I can be like, ah, oh, it's fun. We're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll throw it, I, I should have added. Uh, the amount of time he puts in it, and also uh, that is somewhat interested in the subjects I'm talking about. That's another big key. He kind of talks. The reason I wanted to throw that out there is because I am accepting applications if you feel you fit the criteria. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) All Uh, right, I'm sorry. Back to my questions. Yeah, David LeClaire. A little over two years ago, Kirk kicked you out of the studio for an episode. Now it's been long enough to be honest. Did you slam the door on the way out of the studio? (laughs) I saw this one. I swear to you, the door slammed shut all the time. If you don't Shut that door gently. It really takes off. Yes. So, no, I did not. I would tell you, I, I, but I did not. Um, Christian Benicasa asks, if you were able to drive, would you be a car guy or a truck guy? Interesting question. I like the idea. Maybe this is more of my college mindset, but I always like the idea of having a car with a lot of room. So the amount of people you're with would never be an issue. So I think I might be an SUV guy, like a, you know, a big Tahoe or something like that. New trucks are great though. Cause you can, it's almost the size of an SUV in the cab. Plus you got the, the back for like tailgating and shit. Well, good. the problem I got with these gas prices, I'd be in poverty. That's true. That's true. My mini, I'm not now. Minivan's not great on gas right now. Yeah. Well, um, uh, so that, I suppose that's my answer. I think I would go with an SUV. Jared Farah. Does Mike listen to porn? Not watch, listen to porn. <laughs> well, I can still see enough, but I will tell you, put it this way. If there's not a lot of audio, like if it's, if the woman is particularly quiet or something, um, or, you know, for, if for whatever reason I would have to mute it, then it's a no go. I do need the audio, but watching is also still an element for me. Um, uh, Steve, you're live to tape. Uh, is Clemmer too sensitive to survive Barstool? 
Yeah, I don't think so. Because what? Who's really going to harass him at Barstool? Uh, unless you know what I mean. Like if he's not dealing with Kirk, which I guess he is today. It sounds like. <laughs> were they put? Did I see correctly that they were putting the they they're golfing together? I oh that was their that was their team getting together that way. I thought uh, so, but I'm not exactly sure. That would make sense for Barstool to do that, so that probably did happen. Yeah, some sparks or something, whatever. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if there's like a, like, ju- I don't know. Other than Portnoy, who's he going to work with that gives him shit? Really? Like, I don't think it's the same Barstool you're thinking of, where they're going to really bust his balls. Like, look at day one; he's racing women in the hallway. You right. know. So I don't know. I I I imagine he'll be fine. The the only thing I could see is like um someone I, I think someone will there will be too sensitive for Chris and that'll start a fight that he does not enjoy. He also can be let's not forget the uh the sound drop of uh I I told you you cunt or whatever the fuck he says to Karana. If that if that if that Chris shows up, he'll be like a megastar there. Yeah, he can he if he's if he's agitated enough or in the right environment, I think he can uh, display some toot. Right. Which, who knows? I don't know. I think he'd be better off in New York than Miami, though. Yeah, with more, because uh, more people around him. More people around, there's more to do. Yeah, like, what are him and he's, Jeff? He's married, so Miami, like, half of the shit in Miami just gets cut out. Yeah, yeah, we won't get that wild man out on the, <laughs> out on the dating scene. Oh, imagine, imagine a, a Mariner's stream after a night out in Miami. <laughs> Honey, you want to come back to my place? I just do a quick double header, and then <laughs> I just followed a new Twitter account that was Fire GM Clemmer. It's been very funny. It's probably like three games in. They started a petition. Petition. <laughs> <laughs> Mariners need to. <laughs> uh, what's next? Um, Jonathan A. Mellor. Now it's uh, that it's been a couple years. What were you feeling going into Madawaska and Psycho? I suffer from severe anxiety, and I can absolutely see myself getting blasted at Madawaska, then taking a leave a week after Psycho. I hate attention, so I imagine that played a big part. And I guess, lastly, how are you feeling about Wilbur? Psycho uh, was definitely the most... The, fir- the first Psycho we did, I was definitely the most anxious, and I was very focused on, like... Uh, cause I, I, I got wind of the stand up thing like a day before or something. Mm. And rather than thinking like, Oh, I, luckily I have some time to think of something. I just kept thinking like, I can't do this. I can't do it. Like I was just focused on the, the wrong aspects of it. So that would, that I was miserable for, um, Madawaska, most of the anxiety came after based on my decisions. Uh, so because of both of those things, I think I'm probably in a better place uh, for this weekend, and hopefully it's fun and goes well, but we'll we'll see. How you feeling? Because you'll be listening to this after it happens, so you guys will have heard if I hung myself from the rafters. Are you? Uh, do you have material for this weekend? None of your business. <laughs> People will find out when they get there. That'll be pretty neat to say you've done stand up at the Wilbur. Who knows? Um, let's see. Uh. This is from Jay. Mike, another great episode on who are these podcasts. I'm so into the stuttering John and who are these podcasts rivalry right now <laughs> that I went back and listened As to the 
He went back and listened to the Enough About Me episode with Stuttering John. Uh, I think it's worth a re-listen. There's one point in the episode where Kirk asks him about Artie. Fun game is seeing how long it takes John to say I or me. Yeah, it's funny because I remember listening to that and not thinking anything of it, just thinking it was an entertaining podcast with one of the old guys from Stern because I think that's what Kirk wanted. Like Kirk was just a Stern fan that was interviewing him for that reason. But it's funny now to go back and listen to any audio of Stuttering John because like I said on WATP last weekend when I was on, he's the most predictable guy of all time where – no matter what you can, you can set your watch by him as they say, where he will make the conversation about him. He will brag. If anyone insults him, he will viciously attack like that. They, uh, me talking about Craig earlier saying like, uh, uh whatever I said, uh, taking applications or something. He would have said, Oh yeah. Remember when your grandmother was sick and you cried <laughs> <laughs> and it would be like, Whoa, what is I, Where did that come from? That would have been a wicked funny response actually. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it's shit like that where, uh, I, the thing that started the beef with uh, him and Artie was he was on Artie's podcast and, um, Artie like busted his balls about doing stand up or something like that. And John went right to his heroin addiction and then brought up like Artie's dad dying. And it's like, Jesus, John, there are levels of ball busting that you kind of work up to <laughs> where it doesn't seem just angry. And so, yeah, I, I find stuttering John to be a fascinating character. And uh, we, us gearheads here wish Carl all the best in his uh, legal battles. Is that getting serious? I think so. I don't really know. I, so I think what they talked about the week before I was on was they sent Carl a cease and desist, um, which is basically a way of saying like, stop talking about us before we pursue legal action, like a, a warning shot. Um, so Carl had like an attorney. On. I, I don't know how, what this guy's credentials are, but he's in some form or fashion familiar with the law. And he was basically like, yeah, like, you can respond and say that, like, I haven't been doing all of these things. And John could still pursue legal action, but there's nothing that Carl has done illegally. Like, the things John is claiming, Carl hasn't done. Right. Like, he's saying that uh, Carl cost him money for stand-up gigs by telling his listeners to get the gig canceled. Carl never did that. There's no audio of it. There, like it doesn't exist. So two things for John, a that it's going to get thrown out because it didn't happen, but B you're going to have to provide proof, which means you're going to have to provide information that has what you got paid for all these gigs, how much money you make on your podcast. Like if you're claiming that this guy has cost you money, then you have to show damages and you have to show exact numbers as to what you lost. So I think that's going to end up being very bad for John because if the guy's substitute teaching on the side, I don't think he's making money hand over fist in stand up and uh, podcasting, you know, definitely not. Um, but yeah, he's an interesting guy. Ref five, one, three asked a question. I don't understand. Uh, any plans for why are you laughing about the minions? Like the Steve Carell animated movie. That's what I thought. Is it because like people are going in suits? Uh, I have no plans for it, but if you give me a reason I should, then <laughs> go for it. Um, Brendan McGowan. 
do you ever think about asking Kirk to pay you for your time in studio? No, I get this one a lot. Uh, no. <laughs> like some arrangement where you aren't a barstool employee, but you're not required to do any extra work outside of the show. You're compensated for a daily rate for your time. Yeah, I've thought about that. And if I, like, it would depend maybe, but like the way I kind of look at, as I've said before, uh, like comics would go on Stern and O&A and shows like that all the time simply for promotion. So that's how I look at it. Like I don't have to do extra work for the show or anything like that. So I look at it as helping this podcast, you know, I think that if, if that was gone, it would hurt the show. So that obviously means it's worth something to me, you know? Um, so I've just been happier doing what we're doing. Beef Montana, uh, more of a topic related to more on money, but have you had the time to check out Hexcoin or Richard Hart yet? Could be a game changer. It's funny. I get a heck. This someone asks me. I think it's a couple different guys that ask me about hex coin so often that I'm like, is there a joke that I'm missing? <laughs> I have no. Clue. I'm like, they have to be fucking with me. But I looked into it a little bit, and here's my stance on it right now. It seems as though we're in a recession. The uh, CPI data just came out today, and it was even higher than expected. Inflation is booming, folks. And uh, I'm not the man to listen to for that. This is not financial advice. Keep that in mind. Uh, welcome to more on money. But um, my take on it right now is any crypto, like the only crypto I'm buying right now would be Bitcoin and Ethereum and maybe a handful of others like um, Cardano and Chainlink. Uh, I, that's more or less it that I would be buying right now, simply because those are the ones that I trust long term and that I'm interested in long term. Even Cardano is borderline on that. Uh, because like we're in such an unshaky, I mean, uh, a shaky, uncertain financial time right now, um, that I'm only going with things I trust. Same in the stock market where like I'm buying shares of Amazon and Disney when they hit their lows, uh, rather than, you know, some penny stock or, uh, you know, till like a weed stock or something like that going with a certainty right now. But if you can convince me of why I should buy hex coin, I'd be happy to. Um, Alex Kaufman, how did you learn to, uh, be open when in therapy instead of brushing everything off and simply giving the I'm fine routine? I think just the more you do it, honestly, just kind of, yeah, like I think the, the longer you're in therapy and the more you see, like I've started to see there are things where I change the way I'm, but like, I'm about to say something. And then in my mind, I realize like, Oh, this is a silly thing to be nervous about. Right. Like when you say that, like there's just something, you know, cathartic about saying it out loud, even it doesn't matter who it's to. Um, but yeah, I think that just comes with time. I don't know that there was anything I did as much as like just continue to do it. Also people in the chat, put your questions in because when I'm done with these, I'm going to go to the chat. Um, oh. Michael Demers. Um, this is a great point. I read this one earlier and it is a great point. Okay. Uh, hey, Mike, I love the last episode of Why Are You Laughing About Roasts, uh, but I thought there was... Oh, a, yes. Yeah, he, he, this is a good point. A glaring omission. Um, you talked about the James Franco roast, one of the closest, like, Friar Club roasts, and I have to admit I've never heard that one in its entirety, but I'm wondering if you checked out the Rich Voss roast. That's the best roast out there. Um, yeah. One of the funniest of all time, very old school in the sense that everyone on the dais were pretty much friends making some legendary ball busting. Did we not mention that at all? Shame on us for that. Yeah, because in of all people, I think Florentine had the best set of the night. Well, maybe it was just shocking. Like we we weren't expecting it from him. But yeah, he had to, he had some funny jokes. But I just like 
because Vinny Paulino is a fan of those guys as well. So I'm surprised we didn't bring it up with him. But uh, I will say, to defend myself a little, the James Franco thing, I was specifically talking about the Comedy Central roast. Um, like, I thought that was the best of that bunch because they don't get guys that know each other. Like, the Patrice roast is also better than uh, uh, most of the Comedy Central roasts. Right. And I will say the Saga roast, because of the same reason this guy mentioned, because a lot of those guys were friends, Norton, Geraldo, Gilbert, Norm, and Saget. Um, and maybe one or two others that I'm forgetting. But like because those guys are friends, it just comes off more genuine and, and the jokes are rooted in a place of actually knowing each other rather than just what you look up online. Um, but yeah, the Voss roast is, is uh, one of my favorites. It was very good. Um, and I, we should have mentioned uh, Shane and uh, Joe List at Louis J. Gomez's roast because they were also tremendous. They were. That roast sucked, though. I enjoyed it. Well, you were there, so I bet it was different. But <laughs> maybe that's why it was terrible to watch. Um, I liked it. I thought I thought Hinchcliffe was awesome that night. Hinchcliffe was good. Zach Amico was good. Um, Ari sucked. Ari purposely like bo- I, I don't think Ari knew it was going to be online. <laughs> well, I thought he was. I thought he was dosed. Uh, he was. Yeah, um, he was on acid. <laughs> that's why it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, Angelo, are you concerned that you are the only one who Kirk doesn't hate at the moment? <laughs> uh, I'm conscious of it. <laughs> Don't want to rock the boat. <laughs> um, here's the last one. I think I'll refresh in a sec to see if anyone else added, but, uh, Nick Citarella, uh, oh. what standups are on your list of guys you haven't seen, but really want to, uh, mine well, was, a good question. mine was Norm, but he kind of died. I've seen Norm live. Ugh, luckily, I, I was at his. Uh, I was at the taping of Hitler's Dog. Actually, I was. I went to see Norm, and I had fake tickets. Did you? Yeah, did I not tell that story. Oh no! I technically had fake tickets too. I had him for uh, October of last year, and he never showed up for some reason. <laughs> no, I went. My wife got him off. Um, what's the? Oh, um, uh, what's that fucking ticket app? Craig Carden's website? No, no. It was like the one that you trust. Ticketmaster? No. Fandango? No. Uh, Ace Ticket? StubHub? StubHub. Okay. And um, we went. It was the second show. Or no, it was the first show. So we got a hotel <laughs> across the street from the Wilbur. We walk over and we got the two red X's. The tickets were fucking fake. How that's not the first time I've heard StubHub giving out fake tickets. How is that possible? That was the first time I did. Is that our so on StubHub? Is it like I'm selling to you? You know what I mean? Like, is it just people selling tickets, or are they the actual like Ticketmaster where you're getting it from them? I thought it was like Ticketmaster. I thought so too, but I've heard that's the second time I've heard someone say that they got fake tickets off of StubHub somehow. But yeah, that was my Norm McDonald show experience, and then I went back. We got sushi. I got drunk and watched um, me doing stand-up in the hotel room across the street from him doing stand-up. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Hey, this is you doing stand-up. That's what, if he walked by, that's what you're going to say. Hey, how was it? <laughs> uh, you know, it's just... <laughs> yeah, I, I've been lucky enough to see a lot of the guys I wanted to see. I've wanted to see. I would say probably my favorite like comedian that I haven't seen is Bo Burnham. But that's different than stand-up in a way. I haven't seen a lot of people. Um, I haven't seen Burr. Oh, really? No. You gotta go to Fenway. Yeah, I might. 
Um, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen Big J, like any of those guys, really. Oh, really? Well, Skankfest crosses a lot of those off. It sure does, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) One foul swoop. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I was trying to think, like, I haven't seen, like, Chris Rock. I have. um, Who, you know, I guess I'd like to see him, but it's not a must. I I had a great time seeing him. I believe I would, too. But he's not, like... You know, it's not bring the pain, Chris Rock. So I'm not like I have to see this guy. Is that the red suit one? Because I saw him uh, in what it was like 2007 or eight when I saw him. So it was like bring the pain. Yes. So it's like it was like prime. I think he's wearing. I think in bring the pain and bigger and blacker. He's wearing a black jacket. Wasn't bigger and blacker. So I think it was bring the pain. Let me check. I'll let you know. Um, Rogan, I haven't seen live, but that's Either. another one. Like I like Rogan. I'm not. Oh, Nate Bargatze is probably my favorite comedian that I haven't seen live. Um, That's when I got to cross off the list. Yeah, I haven't seen. He's he's very funny, and um, I do like that you you wouldn't know he's purposely not swearing. Like he's not. It's not. Yeah, like, you wouldn't think of him as a clean comedian, but he is. Regan is. I, I saw Regan when I was like fourteen years old, so I'd like to see him again because I don't really, you know, it didn't. It wasn't the same as if I saw him later in life. I didn't. Oh, you know what? I've never seen Gary Goldman. That's probably my favorite that I haven't seen live. Yeah, no, I haven't. Gary Goldman's very underrated. I've seen like I've seen a tell. Um, yeah, I've seen a tell. Quinn Mullaney, uh, Norm Louis Burr, Chappelle, Stanhope, uh, Jim Norton. I've seen a bunch. Segura, Burt. Like I've seen all the guys I would really want to see live. I think. Uh oh, maybe it was earlier than that. Actually, now I'm thinking. About There's got to be someone. I'm the reason I'm I'm really looking for someone is because what what else do I really have to live for? You know. <laughs> There's got to be someone keeping me alive. Hannibal Burris, I'd like to see. I don't even know if he does stand up anymore. I think it was Never Scared. Oh, Chris Rock. Yeah. What year was that? I don't know that one. Two thousand five. Oh, okay. I was in high school when uh, when that came out, so that makes sense. Bully for you, yeah. <laughs> but that was that was back when he was like, you know, cared about it. It seemed. Yeah, if you guys think of someone I have not seen live that I should see, yeah, that'll keep me going for the next few years. So, throw some names out. Uh, I guess I'll go to the Twitter real quick. Uh, Let's see if there's the, anything on there. Box eating dad's a patron, so I can read this question. Ask or. Ass, tits, or face? Um, a face, I suppose. A face, ass, tits in that order. I uh, assume this is what I'm looking for in a woman, and he's not just asking about mine. Yeah, yeah, I agree with okay. that order. That's a good order. Uh, uh, Tim, my producer, asked, why is Craig so pink? You know, it's funny as I saw that question, it didn't even, I don't know. That's how little I know who Tim is. I didn't even know he followed me. I didn't know he had a Twitter. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> Go follow him. Uh, well, I saw some, by the way, I saw someone answer that and say steroids. And if you've seen Craig in person, unless it's the type of steroids they put like for cows or something. They just get mass. <laughs> Is that one of those compliments again? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't imagine it's steroids. <laughs> um, in high sodium diet. It's neither. It's I'm Irish and have really pale skin and I'm constantly in a state of sunburn. Yeah, and he's an alcoholic. I don't drink. He's a real booze bag. Um, he's drunk right now. 
Killer asked, when will you be going to take in the ambiance of Craig's studio? Thanks for paying attention. He already I've has. been there. Um, we did, technically, we did this show and Why Are You Laughing from there. Yeah, we did an emergency, this show. Yes. Emergency. Mike wasn't there. It was a big emergency. Uh, why does collecting a paycheck for something you already do bother that's you so same, much? I think that's the same question we already got. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, like I said, it doesn't bother me. It's just I'm happier doing it this way. When are you going to change your uh, Twitter avatar? Why? Uh, something more current. It says Kirk's cudgel. Something more current? Yeah. Are you supposed to do that? I have no idea. Mine's... I Well, actually, my my profile picture makes sense again because I've been back on the Peloton, so we're good. Oh, is that what he's saying? Because uh, I have a beard and I'm fatter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I didn't know you were supposed to keep it current. I just figured, why, what's the point of changing it? When are you going to do a Bobcat Goldthwait episode of Why Are You Laughing? That's another one. I get questions. When I get questions often, I think, like, obviously, they're, like, fucking with me in some way. But I do think that would be an interesting... He's an odd character. I think that would be an interesting episode. Mm. Same with Gallagher. There's some guy that's always like, when are you going to do Gallagher? And it seems like he's being sarcastic. Gallagher would be a fascinating guy to do an episode on because he's such an asshole. Um, you going to see Louie at Hampton Beach? I didn't even know he was going there. So it's the same night as uh, Burr at Fenway, and I already have tickets, I think. Mm. So no uh. can do. But I would like to. That is... It's my guy, Louie, in my old stomping grounds of Hampton Beach. So it's a shame I'm going to be missing that. Uh, my question is, is it healthy that I decided to work from home so I could more easily watch Blind Mike Project live stream no. today? No, certainly not. We appreciate it for sure. And for those of you uh, that would like to join this man in whatever rubber room he's in, it's uh, blindmike.net is where you can find the Patreon and the links to the podcast. But uh, no, it's certainly not healthy, if that's what you're asking. Um Justin Durden wants to know, are feet shoes? I don't understand. I don't either. Uh, this next is that book. like a, is a hot dog a hamburger type of thing? Yeah. Wizzy Wayne, uh, I've answered this question for sure on this show before. Have you ever heard Anthony Kumi explain the story of how the Proud Boys were founded? Yes. Yeah. You should do a deep dive on Gavin McGinnis and how politics can railroad comedians. Eh. Yeah. So I, I think that's interesting. Um, because I'm not a Gavin McGinnis fan at all. Like, Me either. He's one of the few people I kind of hate. Yeah. Meaning, like, there's no one I really hate for their content. Like, if you look at, like, look at Tom Myers. I, I'm in love with Tom Myers. <laughs> he's a horrendous comedian. But Gavin McGinnis is a guy I kind of hate because he is not, he's not funny and tries to be shocking. You know what I mean? Like, whether it was something, too, if you go and listen to Old Stern or Opie and Anthony... There's something to the element of shock jock radio where it's like, well, people never heard this before. Gavin McGinnis is shocking in the way that he's, oh, I'll throw out a racial slur to get people mad and I'll make up an opinion about race that I don't really hold because I think it'll be interesting. Like he's a fraud. He's playing a character that, that he isn't in real life and he's trying to be shocking and outrageous, but it's not real. Like he's portraying that as him but it just doesn't work. It doesn't come off as authentic. He's not fooling anyone really. Um, and the shit that he's saying, it's not like there's some brilliant point behind it. Like, I just think he's purposely being an asshole, which doesn't really do it for me for whatever reason. He can be uh, funny for sure. And, um, 
But well, maybe that's probably my main issue with him is like if he was just right. funny, then maybe so, I like him. So I think when he first started on Kumia's network, when this happened, because literally Proud Boy started just to get one of uh, Kumia's um, producers laid. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, the Proud Boys were a joke that Gavin McGinnis and Anthony Kumia started. On, I don't know how it got so popular, but it just people started joining, and it was some like what the Proud Boys originally were was like a no fap club. No, <laughs> like, it was uh, they didn't they mis- didn't jerk off Western misogynists. It was just a boys club, right? Like, they, but one of their big things was like they didn't jerk off, and they had like little like, no no women allowed that type of shit. Like it was for guys that are closeted gay that just won't admit it. I guess right. But and then it became a thing that Donald Trump and Joe Biden are yelling at each other about on fucking debates. Uh, yeah, I, I that was that was when Gavin was even like, I don't get it. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the other thing is Gavin disassociated himself from the Proud Boys, I guess. So good for him for that, for just being like, oh, this has gone too far, I guess. But then it's also like, well, you were on board with this until he got real. Well, then fuck you, you know? Well, well it, it was that, and then it all of a sudden became... Well, so to get into the Proud Boys, and I'm pretty sure it still exists, you get beaten until you name five breakfast cereals. So it's like, a, it's a frat, is basically what it is. Yeah, and it was, they literally it's just... It's a frat that people are like, oh, God, the Proud Boy. Like, the people are scared of it. Yeah, and they, they like, there's the, like, uh, they're like, oh, it's white supremacist. That's the one thing that I'm like, come on. They're like, it's a white supremacist group, and I'm like, like a Cuban dude is in charge of it. Right now. Right. And but, but that's kind of on them because they want you to think that that's what they are. They just want to be thought as uh, not Antifa. Right. Well, yeah. I've, so to put it uh, mildly. Yeah, but we might do something on that. That's an interesting idea. Maybe. Um, see anything else in here? Uh are you aware that you wish are you aware that Christian Arcan takes it in the ass? Listen, uh a lot of people probably don't know this. Christian Arcan's the first guy that had me regularly on the radio. Like um Mutt and uh Zolak and Bertrand each had me on for like two minutes. And Mutt had me in the studio and talked to me for a while. Um, but Christian Arkin is the first guy that like actually had me on, like he had me on for the full hour and then invited me back regularly. Uh, so I, Christian Arkin did a lot for me and I look at him as sort of a, a mentor in that way. So uh, frankly, I'm not going to comment on that. You know, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> engaging in this controversy. Uh, I don't think it's anyone's business and uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get in the mud on this one as it were. Uh, the last question, uh, here is about Deleted tweets from a certain barstool employee uh, <laughs> and gets into what they involved. <laughs> Go ahead. What, what, um, when will the deleted Chris Clemmer tweets calling stool presidente a racist and misogynist be released? <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> Did he actually call him a racist? I was don't, he joking though? I don't know. That's why I was like, should I even read this out loud? Because <laughs> I don't know if that actually happened. I assume he was joking and. Esp- Especially if he's joking, he would be dumb not to delete those. Oh, I agree with that. You know what I mean? Like if today, if we were sitting here today and he just got hired and those tweets were still there, we'd be like, what are you, a fucking moron? You got to delete those. Right, right. <laughs> um, so I don't know if he was joking or not, but I do have to say I don't like 
you know, I, I'm guilty of uh, it making me laugh when it happens. <laughs> and I've probably pointed it out when it happens to people like Julie DeCaro or whatever. But I, I don't love the idea of going through people's tweets from five years ago. And, or, th- you know, that was probably six months ago. <laughs> but, well, yeah, that's the thing is, I don't know if those actually happened. That's my only thing. Okay, so that I, that's another thing is I don't know if they happened or not. But if they did, I don't love the idea of going through people's old tweets and being like, well, you still have to feel like this. The only ones I can confirm I saw were him like taking shots at stoolies, I think. Yeah, which is like, I think that's how he really feels. But all I think people can be multiple things where they get frustrated at fans or they get frustrated at Portnoy and say, talk shit about them. Uh but also want to work there and respect what they do and everything, you know? Yeah. Exactly. You can find tweets on me the other way saying Barstool's the greatest place in the world. I'll never leave it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my home forever. And, uh, you know, things change and people change. So I have no, uh, like uh, people want that to be sensational, but it's like, you know, if that happened to you, you'd think it was pretty shitty. So, right. Um, that's all those questions. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah. um, we have, uh, folks, we have a lot of, uh, Quincy coming up. Oh, fuck. We forgot to do something. What? An ad. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what time were you at? An hour or 10 minutes. <laughs> Can we do it now? I'll do it now. And, and then I'll- you put it in earlier. Yes. Okay, so we'll we'll kind of talk now, and you can put it in cleaner later. <laughs> yes, the okay. video won't have it, but the the free episode will have it in the right, right spot. All right, folks. Well, <laughs> we're gonna do this very naturally. This is uh, this is right in the middle of the conversation you were just hearing. It's not unnaturally inserted at all because we forgot and we're horrible broadcasters. Hey, this folks. is just kind of off the cuff. We're talking, right? Um, so we got big news here. Uh, actually. You know, maybe maybe today at some point we'll get into, or maybe we've already gotten into uh, Craig's place on this show and people complaining about it. Yeah, this is leading. Uh, this this ad is totally leading into questions. Yes, yeah. So we're about to do questions, and um, you know, people complain about Craig's place on the show. So I turned to the business world and I said, "Listen, does anyone want to keep Craig on the show?" And it turns out we found someone who is sponsoring Craig's position on this program. Uh, So Craig, why don't you tell us, why don't you tell us about your new friends? Uh, Have you been outbid on the perfect house or maybe haven't found the right home? (laughs) There are more homes. I just, I gotta, I gotta interrupt here for a second. I just want to say, this is a guy that saw, he was like, who is this? Uh, He doesn't listen to the show or anything. He's a guy uh, that was kept perusing Twitter and he, as he put it to me, he says he loves TV pitchmen in the way of uh, Billy Mays mm-hmm. and old guys like that. Yeah. And he said, he said, I don't know what this coffee brand was, but I saw a guy hawking coffee. That's right. On the internet. That's right. And I, I have to have him. So he reached out to me and said, I need that voice uh, to go along with my product. So I'm sorry, Craig. Please can, continue. Can Tell all, us a more. Can all be coffee moguls here. <laughs> uh, there are more homes coming onto the market every day. Mike, did you know that? That's true. I could I could be interested in getting a home pretty soon. Oh, big news. Uh, yeah, so I'm interested. You, you've reeled me in. Tell me more. Uh, then maybe you should contact Jason Gillespie with LaMakia Realty. 
<laughs> he has access to more homes than what's listed on websites like Zillow and what's on his clients like Best. Uh, homes he has that, more than that? Yeah, he has way more oh than God. that. Oh, my God. I mean, endless Rolodex of homes from what it sounds like here. Uh, okay. He has homes that aren't even listed yet, Mike. My goodness gracious. To learn more about these opportunities, give him a call politely at 781-690-3308. You can also follow him on Facebook at Jason Gillespie Realtor and at Lamakia Realty and go to, uh, to get monthly real estate updates. Just email him at jgillespie at lamakiarealty.com. Yeah, so check out Jason. Uh, great guy, supporter of... Uh, I don't even know if he likes this show. He just likes Craig. He's a supporter of Craig. Um, so so go support Jason. Great guy. And, uh, you know, looking for homes can be tough right now. So go check out Jason. He's going to make it a lot easier for you. Black Seating Dead, you do not do that. What? He said he's going to assassinate him. And I said, don't do that. What's wrong with you? Why would you even <laughs> say that? It's crazy. Crazy talk. So... First of all, you could probably eliminate that part. <laughs> he meant his mentions. But, uh, he meant his mentions. Yeah, we'll leave it. We'll leave it in there. And I think you can also naturally insert it earlier in the program as well. So Jason's going to get two ad reads on the free episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. You're going to hear this exact same segment two times. <laughs> well, not all. Of it. Figure out the right place to. Oh, uh, I'm a pro. I'll figure this out. We'll see about it. Folks, message me. I can't listen to my voice again, but tell me if it was professionally done. It will be. Come on. That's what, that's what I do for work now. All right. Well, thank you for noticing that, at least before we before we signed off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not a good broadcaster, folks. So if you're thinking of uh, sponsoring this program, just save your money <laughs> and go to the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash blind Mike, which might be a little easier to find if you go to blindmike.net. Because that is where you can also find links to the podcast, like I said, merch, uh, Craig's Twitter, all the stuff you could be looking for. And uh, if Craig's Twitter isn't enough for you, then you can go to verygoodshow.org and get more Craig there. That's where his Patreon is as well. So go support that program. Uh, go support Tim. Is that right? <laughs> yep. Tim Dolan. Very yeah, good keep show. Keep Tim alive a few more days. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, Patreon is thriving over there. It's huge. So go check that out. Uh, Rest in peace, Matt from Rhode Island. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, you know, we'll see you on the other side, brother. Until then, have yourself a great day. And as always, rock on. Stop the baloney, huh?